Blog Talk Radio. Woman Radio Show brought to you by WomenAboutBiz.net, empowering you with the tools and resources to start and grow your very own business. This is Trina Newby, your host and business success coach, broadcasting to you live this beautiful Monday, November 18, 2019, and as always, bringing you inspiration, motivation, and ways to make your business, your dreams, and your ideas, guess what, a huge success. Well, ladies, here we are in the midst of November, that's right. We are moving into, I believe, the third, top of the third week of November. We've got two weeks left before Thanksgiving. And so, of course, as women, we are busy with so many activities. However, what we can't forget is that we are businesswomen, right? And so it's so important for us to pre-plan out all of our activities and make sure that we are strategizing for the holiday season because there is much marketing that can be done during the holidays, right? And so we have talked about different ways that you can market your business during the holiday season. And, of course, uh, one of the things that is so important that you have to remember is that many experts say during this time of the season, people are buying from emotions. And so we talked about the fact that, you know, marketing your business from an emotional standpoint, you know, remembering to touch the needs, what's in demand, remembering to use all of those keywords and phrases that bring out emotions are going to be so very important. And most importantly, for those of you who are in service-oriented businesses, it's so important for you guys to literally remember that you can't always describe your service or evoke the emotion. And so it's important to use a combination of words and pictures uh, as you look at promoting your services. That is so very, very key. And so I want to remind you that if you have not already, it is the middle of November. We're actually in the holiday season right now, but it's never too late to get started with promoting your business and letting people know who you are. Um, And it's not even too late right now to start talking about programs that you have coming out perhaps in 2020 or new products that are coming out in 2020. The most important thing that you need to understand is that as the CEO of your business, it's your responsibility to be that ambassador and to make sure that you're stepping up and stepping out there and letting people know who you are and also how your business can benefit them, which is so very, very important. Again, I want to welcome everybody to Successful Woman Radio. Um, As a reminder, also, if you haven't had the time to review your calendar and ensure that all activities and tasks scheduled are actually supporting your goals for this week, I want you guys to do so immediately following the show. Remember, one of the things that's key as the CEO is that you have to have that bird's eye view. We talk about it all the time as we discuss our five questions of leadership and authority, and by the way, I'll be sharing that shortly. But remember, you've got to get yourself in the habit of looking at your calendar every Sunday evening before you retire for the evening, right? And so doing that, And then looking at your goal and what you want to accomplish by weekend, which is normally on a Friday, it's going to help you to have a lot of aha moments because it's going to help you to eliminate some of those activities that really don't even pertain to the goals you want to accomplish. This is something as women we constantly have to keep ourselves Um, I would say we have to keep ourselves reminded of is that we have to be sure that we are doing activities that are relevant to what it is that we want to experience by the weekend. If we don't, guess what? A lot of things are going to fall through the cracks, as they say, and then we'll be staring at a whole list of things that we should have done but didn't. And so it's all a part of staying focused, gaining clarity. And by looking at your calendar every Sunday evening and identifying the goals that you would like to accomplish by that weekend, which is Friday, it's going to help you with that focus. It's going to help you with that clarity. 
the month of November, our theme is being grateful for being in business, right? Um, this is something that I just thought, you know, we all really need to practice the act of gratitude. Gratitude is such an important part of being in business. And, of course, during this holiday season, as we're, we're looking at Thanksgiving harvest time and being grateful for the harvest, uh, we also want to be grateful for the harvest of business. We want to be grateful for being in business, for coming up with the idea, for just really uh, having the gift, right, that God planted inside of us to really come up with ideas that we could put into action and generate a revenue stream from. And all too often we forget about that. We take things for granted, and then as a result, you know, sometimes months will go by without us really realizing, gee, I need to market my business. I need to, to give back. I need to do some things for my business and take care of it and nurture it. And that is why the theme, grateful for being in business, is so important. And so many of you, I'm sure, have many reasons why you are grateful uh, this, this holiday season. I know that I'm grateful for my husband. I'm grateful for my family, my daughter you know, my brothers, my sisters, I'm just so grateful for them. And so, again, I'm very, very excited about this particular topic. For those of you that are not familiar with Successful Woman Radio uh, and you are just now listening to the show, I want to thank you so very, very much for being here today on this beautiful Monday. Um, Successful Woman Radio was started approximately almost 11 years ago, and the radio show is all about providing women in business with a positive environment where you can be motivated, where you can be encouraged and inspired to create a successful life generating the income that you desire. So a lot of the things that we talk about are always going to be geared around you recognizing your ability to be successful. It's all about you generating that income that you desire and creating that lifestyle that you desire as well. So for those of you that are new, remember to mark your calendar every Monday at 12 noon Eastern time, and you will always be empowered with information that you can put to use right away every day. And so, again, make sure if you have also not visited our main website, womenaboutbiz.net, make sure you visit and please make sure you sign up for our free membership. Simply go to womenaboutbiz, that's B-I-Z as in zebra, and then click on join today in the top right menu bar and you will be able to join and be able to have access to many of our wonderful how-to articles and other information. So we want you to be a part of our family all the way in, right, so that we can love you, so that we can share with you, give you information that's going to help you grow your business. I want to go ahead right now and I want to get right into the five questions of leadership and authority. Leadership and authority is something that's very important. And I've shared with all of our listeners here on the show before, but, you know, I recognized quite a few years ago that while there were many things that attribute to a business being successful, that nothing contributes to it as much as leadership. Because at the end of the, of the day, if you don't have leadership, that means that you don't have clarity or focus to see the things that need to take place in your daily workflow, from sales to marketing to uh, taking different types of action, generating your tasks, um, delegating, all of those different things that are key and necessary uh, for the daily business activity. If you don't have leadership, if you don't look at the type of leader you need to be for your business, then guess what? None of those other things will mean anything. It will be what, what we know as moot point. It won't matter because the leadership is lacking. And whenever there is a business where the leadership is lacking, guess what happens? Your tribe, your followers, your customers, your fans, they fall by the wayside and the business begins to dwindle. So, yes, there is a lot pending on leadership. And yet, as women, 
oftentimes we don't focus on leadership. A lot of the times we have a tendency to focus on the labor side of business, not to take away from it that that's not important. However, when you are a leader, that's the number one most important thing is that you've got to learn to put yourself in an entrepreneur visionary state of mind. You've got to remind yourself that you are the boss, that you are the leader, which means that you should be delegating, which means that you should have other people doing various parts of, uh, of the three roles that you, you must have in your business, laborer, management, entrepreneur, visionary, which that third role is you, right? And so it's so very, very important for you to understand the type of leader you should be for your business. And so let's look at these five questions of leadership and authority, which I designed to help you get into your leadership role. And trust me, I've had so many different businesswomen text me, email me, and let me know that, listen, I hear what you're saying, and what I want you to know is that I'm finding that I'm getting different answers every single time. Well, yeah, you are. When you ask yourself these questions, depending on where you're at in the business, how well you function as the CEO of your business, different challenges, you're going to get different answers to these five questions of leadership and authority. So hopefully you guys have your pen and notepad handy, and I'm going to go ahead now and share with you the five questions of leadership and authority. And, of course, you can ask yourself these questions as often as you need to to gain that clarity. Number one, am I clear on my role as CEO of my company? Clarity is very, very important. As the CEO of any business, uh, if, if you show me a company that's doing extremely well, generating millions of revenue, I'll show you a CEO that has clarity and purpose and direction of where their business is supposed to be going and a management team that is extremely supportive. Here's number two. What are my business priorities? Well, this is key because if you don't know your business priorities, um, then you can't have clarity at all. Knowing what your business priorities are have a lot to do with the goals you set for yourself. Now, most of the time for small business owners, usually what I recommend is that you set annual business goals, right? And those goals should be relevant to your sales goals, your marketing goals, lead generation goals, you know, um, different types of goals that are going to help push the business forward, right? And so knowing what your business priorities are are directly tied into those business goals. And when you don't set goals, that's when you have a big question mark on your forehead, like, you know, uh, I'm not quite sure what my priorities are. I don't know what I'm supposed to be doing from week to week, and every week I seem to be spinning my wheels doing the same thing. Listen, it starts with setting clear and concise goals about where you as the CEO, as the leader of your company, want to see your company going right? And so you have to have your mindset on the pulse beat of your company, the goals. What is it that I want from my company? What sales do I want to generate? How do I want my marketing to run? Do I have an auto flow system for my marketing? How do I want my website to look? You know, is my website serving its purpose? Is it the headquarters online where people can come and get some clarity about what I do and what I offer? Can they easily purchase my services or my products from my site? Am I leading them, right? Am I leading them to take action? And so all of these things are very important when you look at your business priorities. Here's number three. This is very key, and I mentioned it briefly, but do I have a bird's eye view of my daily workflow system? And remember, your daily workflow is made up of all of those tasks that are supporting the goals that you want to accomplish by week end. And this is so very, very key because oftentimes people work backwards, right? They they don't focus on the goals. They just start focusing on all of the activity that they have in, listed in their calendar, and some of the activity is not relevant to the goals. You've got to start learning how to eliminate those things that are distracting you from pursuing your goals for the week for your business. That is going to be key. So what a bird's eye view is is that a bird's eye view can be a one-page document, a report. It could be a, 
a contact management system, um, our customer relations management system, something that allows you to have a glance, an overview to see what's going on in your company. And that is what a bird's eye view is. You should be able to look over, okay, look over a planning system and see the things that need to take place in your business. Number four is am I allowing my power team to work for me in helping to execute my daily workflow? Now, this is really huge, but I also have learned that for a lot of businesswomen, putting together a power team can be overwhelming. And I think this is why. If you have not been well organized from the get-go, if that's not necessarily your personality, then it's going to be a little difficult for you to go against the grain and try to get organized, and yet it's something that you have to get done, right? A power team starts with organization and structure because you first must know what are the different types of roles that I need in my business to help me shorten my learning curve and move through the business at a faster pace. And oftentimes what I find is that women get frustrated because they will delegate something to someone to do it and that person doesn't follow through or do it correctly. That frustrates them. And so the, the businesswoman will go ahead and just take the task back and start doing it herself. And then she knocks herself all off balance and, and off focus from what her role is as the CEO, she starts doing the labor role and what she should have delegated, and then she gets frustrated. And so then she says to herself, well, see, I should have just been doing this all along. I'll just figure out a way to add this to my calendar and make this work. But listen, I want to tell you one of the biggest secrets to growing and making more money, yep, making more money is learning how to leverage the talent and potential of other people, learning how to put together and assemble a power team of individuals that will be able to, again, shorten your learning curve, right, and progress your business forward at a much faster pace, which is so very important. So this is why a power team is so important. So start out with just looking at some of the simple roles that you need played in your power team. That might be like a graphic designer, a web designer, right? You might need a bookkeeper. Um, it may be someone that needs that likes writing articles, that can write articles for you. Keep in mind, most of the time, these individuals that are on your power team are not full-time employees, but they are contractors. They are individuals that most of the time own their own business and provide these services, and it's what they do day in and day out. So they are the experts in those particular areas. However, them being experts does not uh, free you up from being responsible and holding them accountable. It doesn't free you up to making sure that you have given them a very good a description of what they should be doing, the accountability that's there, you know, the deadlines and all the different things that you should be setting for them. So keep that in mind. And then number five, do I have a delegation system in place? And I was just talking about, you know, you know, having a power team and having individuals that are experts to help you doesn't mean that you just kind of give it up, right? No, you have to have a delegation system in place. That means a description of the task or the project, a milestone or a set of dates that you are going to be checking in, or deadlines that you have actually set for the individual that you have given the task or project to. So, again, all of these things are very, very important. Now, ladies, if you start asking yourself these five questions of leadership and authority often enough, then what you are going to find, right, what you're going to find is that you will have more clarity, you will have more purpose and direction of where you are going. Now, I want to add something to these five questions of leadership and authority. I want to talk about something that I think is going to be very key, and that is doing multiple things, because you have a lot of women out there who are doing multiple businesses, 
they have multiple talents, and I think that's beautiful. That's actually a gift when you have multiple talents. However, I do want to go back over some very important things because I am talking to a lot of people that have three, four, five different types of businesses. None of those businesses are actually making money, and yet they are busy trying to market every single one of those businesses. They're busy trying to um, put things out there and promote every single one of their businesses. And some, some things are happening that is not good on their behalf. Number one, when you're trying to market three, four, five different businesses, then you really can't brand yourself and people can't know exactly who you are and what you actually stand for, right? This is something that is very important. I've talked about it before. I've had people ask me that question, Trina, do you believe in business women owning more than one business? Of course I do, right? Most of today's millionaires and billionaires own multiple businesses, but you don't see them out there, right, putting, them, putting that name, 10 and 20 and 30 different names to their name. And so this is something that I want to remind you of as you are stepping into your leadership. Stepping into your divine purpose is what you should be doing. It's nothing wrong. You're not crazy. It's nothing wrong with you having multiple ideas, multiple visions, coming up with different businesses. It's nothing wrong with that. But there is a time and there is a place for you to take action on each and every one of them. And this is my, my principle that I have stuck by that I, that I pop my hand for when I go against it, and that is, you must first have a primary business in which you're generating the majority of your income. You must choose and select the business that is most important, the business that is going to generate you the most income and that is currently uh, generating you the most income. That's the business that needs to get the most attention, okay? When that business starts making money, earning enough money, to then invest in a secondary business, that means that you should be able to also invest in a virtual assistant. You should also be able to not only invest in a virtual system, but assemble a power team of individuals together that's going to help you with that second business so that you aren't having to pull all of your attention away from the first, okay? If you pull your attention away from the first, it also means that you have a team set in place so that it doesn't miss a beat in marketing your primary business. So this is very important for you to understand because a lot of you are spinning your wheels and not seeing results in any one area of your business because you're running too many businesses and you're not focusing and being the CEO for any one of them right? I'm only being honest. I'm shooting straight from the hip because I love you and I want you to succeed in business. So you've got to choose. You've got to choose a primary business that you're going to give all of your focus to. How much time should that be? Six months to a year, possibly, or even more. But you've got to choose a primary business and, and really run that business hard. And then from there, take a look at can you do other businesses that interest you? Do you have the money? Is it going to take away from the primary business? Or are you going to replace yourself as the CEO in that primary business so that they can keep running smoothly and generating that income so that you can move over to another business and then make that successful as well? And so, again, I just caution you about that because as we're moving towards the end of 2019, there are a lot of you that still don't have the clarity that you need to have. And I think oftentimes the fuzziness and all of that clarity uh, that you don't have is coming from the fact that you, you've got yourself uh, all over the place and you're not sure where you should be. You're not sure what you should be doing. And so I want you to remind yourself to sit down in your quiet space during your quiet time and just with a blank sheet of paper, just ask yourself and be truthful. What is it that I really want to be doing in the new year? What's my desire? What is it that I want? And I don't recommend that anybody jump the gun or put the cart before the horse and just start moving into something without their due diligence, without discovery, without really making sure that this is something that they want. 
And for those of you who have been running a business that has not been generating an income for more than a year and you're just spinning your wheels, then and you want to stop and you want to look at doing something else, if you need permission to do that, I give you permission. It's time for you to stop spinning your wheels on things that are not generating the revenue. Now, I know that sometimes it's true. The problem could be you. It's not the business that won't generate the revenue. It could be your leadership. And this is why I tell you all the time, leadership is the most important thing for a business. If you get being the right type of leader for your type of business down packed, you understand what your roles are, then guess what? You will not have a problem with starting to see that business grow because you'll be confident in understanding that this is my role as the CEO, and you won't try to do everything all by yourself. And that's key, very, very key. So I hope that you guys have gotten a lot today from my reading of the five questions of leadership and authority. Ask them of yourself as often as you need to. I see someone just text me here on my cell. They're asking me to repeat uh, three and four of five questions of leadership and authority, so I'll go ahead and do that quickly. Number three was, do I have a bird's eye view of the following areas, my daily workflow, such as sales, marketing, follow-up, okay? Number four is, am I allowing my power team to work for me in helping to execute my daily workflow? So that was number four, okay? And so there you have it. Hopefully uh, you guys were that didn't get that were able to write that down. We're going to go ahead and move to one of my favorite books. I've been talking about it all this month, and um, I have been getting so many comments and thank yous from people um, saying that they have purchased the book, and I am talking about no other than Letting Go of Your Bananas, Letting Go of Your Bananas. The Three Essentials to Banana-Free Living is what we're going to be talking about today. I'm going to be reading from an excerpt from key number seven or chapter number seven. And so I'll start here. The author says, as, as with so many of you, a great deal of my life has been filled with stress, strife, and struggle. And while many will argue that these ingredients are the building blocks of personal character. I believe that there are a lot of ways to build your character without having to suffer and be miserable. Can I get an amen on that one, right? In my life, he says, I have been blessed with people who have taken an interest in helping me achieve my personal potential. These people took the time to share with me their formulas for personal and professional success, and by employing their methods, I have dramatically changed my life as I let go of the rotten bananas of my youth. Basically, I have called their teachings a life that is free from all bananas. You have to believe that you deserve a life without limits, obstacles, barriers, or anchors that connect you to your past experiences. Remember. Your past is this for you to learn from, not for you to replicate for the rest of your life. So I'll stop quickly right here and say, is that not true that we should not look at our past as a replication to keep repeating the past, but it's there for us to learn so that we can grow from it, right? He says, so there are three essentials that he learned, and he says these are the essentials. Number one, maintain a willingness to be coached. Now, that is very true. You don't know everything, and this is something as women that we do have an issue with, okay? Being a female but also coaching a lot of men as well in, in, my, in my career, what I have learned is that it is somewhat easier. What I've learned is that women, as women, we have a we have a tendency to be hard-headed, right? Hard-headed, meaning, you know, you I recommend one thing and you go against the grain and you do the other, and then once you once that fails and you come back, you know, now you're ready to listen, but then you're hard-headed again. It's like 
as women, we're hard-headed. I am hard-headed, right? And we have to learn how to be coached. We must become coachable. That means that we must open ourselves up and be willing to learn from others and try what others are recommending before we're ready to say, no, that won't work. Try that, try that, try that. We can't do that. Here's number two, he says, develop a consistently powerful work ethic. Wow. Now, this is very key. In other words, your daily workflow, the way you run your business, how you, how you work your business is very key. And it's part of these three essential elements that he's talking about. And he says, number three, always be crystal clear about the direction of your life. And that has everything to do with the first two that he mentioned, which were maintain a willingness to be coached, and number two, develop a consistently powerful work ethic. And then again, number three, always be crystal clear about the direction of your life. Know where you're headed. Know where you're going. I, I, I mentioned pre- previously on the show that a lot of business women have so many businesses going on, no one of them are actually making money, and so there's no clarity. They don't have a direction of where they are going, and they don't want to let go of either one of the businesses because they're feeling like I'll be a failure if I let go of something, but that's not true. Remember, you're in complete control, and you've got to stop putting your mindset in a position, right, in a position to enslave it, to to think one way. You've got to put your mindset that I am an ambassador. I am a businesswoman. I created this business, and therefore I have complete authority and control over it. And if I make a decision that I'm only going to focus on one business or I'm only going to do this one thing, then that's the decision that I make, and nobody else is to make but me. You can't worry about what other people think. So, again, just quickly, those three essential things that he has learned that you need in order uh, to have banana-free living is maintain a willingness to be coached, develop a consistent, powerful work ethic, and always be crystal, crystal clear about the direction of your life. Very few people have the capacity, he says, to change their lives dramatically and permanently by themselves. If you are willing to admit that you need some help and support in transforming your life, the next thing you need to do is find a transformation coach, someone that can help you get to that next level, okay? And he talks about this in in this key number seven or chapter seven, the three essentials of banana three living. He says, coaching and accountability are the two major ingredients of all championship sport franchises. The coach assumes the responsibility to hold the player accountable, and the player who is committed to winning does what the coach says, even if he or she doesn't like it. A great coach is a mentor who creates a system that keeps you moving in the direction of what you have mutually agreed to accomplish. Both the coach and the person being coached must be in total agreement about their desired outcome of their efforts. And so this is just so very, very important. And so I wanted to bring that up to you because so many times um, people need to reach out and say that they need help with their business, but instead, this is what most women do, is that they go to the bookstore and they buy a book. Now, I'm not saying that you can't learn from a book. I have, right? But if you want to shorten your learning curve, if you want to move along faster, then you need to seek out the help of a coach. And so at this time, I want to remind all of you who who did not, you know, go ahead and schedule their power talk appointment is that you really miss out because I think we only have, I'm looking at my schedule now, we only have a few spots left. I will not be doing power talks in December. If you're not aware of what a power talk is, it is a free 45-minute coaching session where we can discuss your challenges or look at where you might be headed for the new year, look at what you need to do to pull together your strategy, your outline for the new year. And um, last Monday, I challenged all of you to go ahead and get your power talk 
scheduled because I would not be doing free coaching sessions during the month of December. A lot of people took advantage, and yet a lot of people didn't. So that schedule is closing out fast. For those of you that are still interested and you want to see if at least there are a few spots still available for the month of November only, then what I would recommend that you do is go to womenaboutbiz, that's B-I-Z as in zebra, womenaboutbiz.net, and then up in the top menu bar, you can click on coaching. You can find it there. But I do believe that we also have the free coaching session right there on the home page. You'll see it when you first get to Women About Biz. All you need to do is in the second sentence there, just click the red text link that says click here to schedule now, and you will be able to get your Power Talk schedule. Just want to remind you of all of this. Ladies, make sure you pick up your copy of Letting Go of Your Bananas by Dr. Daniel T. Grubin. I absolutely just love this book. And, of course, my favorite all-time question that is in this book that he talked about is what, what is your dash? What is your dash? And the dash is all of the space, the in-between part between the date that you were born and the date that you will transition from this earth, right? And so all of that middle piece is what matters. And so that's what you need to be focusing on. That's what you need to be paying attention to. It's 12.42, 15 minutes before the hour of 1. Don't hang up that phone. Don't click off that screen. I still have some good information to actually share with you. We're going to go ahead now and talk about um, being grateful, grateful for taking action, and I want to just share a couple of things with you because um, all this month is about gratitude. It's about understanding that there are abilities that we have that we we are blessed with, that we are gifted with, that a lot of other people don't have that ability. A lot of other people don't have that opportunity. You see, there are people who don't have the gift of business or the gift of vision or the gift of ideas. There are people who don't have the ability to take their idea and turn it from from nothing into something and then actually start seeing results and generating income. There are people who can't do that at all, right? And yet you were gifted with business. And so today what I want to talk about is, um, you know, having that gratitude, being grateful for taking action, because I think that's very key. A lot of the times um, we we look at the things that we've got to do, we look at things that we have to generate, and then we don't do it. We think that we have enough time to catch up and do it later, but we don't. Waiting until that last minute, and if you're a procrastinator like me, yeah, I'm keeping it transparent. If you're a procrastinator like me, waiting until you get that last-minute buzz um, to start doing everything, which then stresses you totally out, we can't keep doing that. We really have to look at the gift of action and look at action for for the power that it has to transform and create an incredible business if we allow it. So I want to talk about action, right? I want to talk about it. I want us to look at what can you do today to take action on some things that you you have been saying that you were going to do but you haven't done. What can you do today to take action on those things and start making things happen for yourself and your business, which is very, very important. A lot of times as women, you know, we are so used to doing and handling multiple tasks that we wait to take action on a lot of the things that we we need to get done. And once we do that, you know, everything starts piling up on us. So first, let's take a look at the definition of action and what it is. It says, action is the fact or process of doing something, typically to achieve an aim, A-I-M, okay? <clears throat> so it says, it is the fact or process of doing something typically to achieve an aim. And I want to focus on achieving the aim in action. Probably one of the most important processes in business that you will have is 
the ability to set goals. And in order for you to take your vision out of your head, write it on paper, make it plain, and then to actually experience that vision, see that vision come to fruition, one of the biggest ways you can do that is to set goals, is to write it down and make it plain, right? But writing it down is just the first type of action. That's the first type of action. But writing it down and then just looking at it and hoping that it will miraculously occur is not always what's going to happen, right? So we must not only write it down, but we must make it plain, right? And we must create a process that aims towards our vision, aims towards our goals. And so that is why goal setting is so very, very important. So the first step to taking your vision, writing it down and making it plain, and getting your vision to manifest, the first step of manifestation always has and always will be goal setting. And oftentimes we take those two words for granted, you know, goal setting, oh, yeah, you know, I can set my goals, I can write it down, I can be a beautiful color planner, I can do all of these different things, but here's, here's the, the secret to goal setting is action. That's it. The secret to goal setting is action. And the secret to um, taking that action and having some purpose and direction and aiming at the right thing is that for every goal that you list down, you must have a set of tasks, okay, T-A-S-K-S. You must have a set of tasks that actually support the goals that you want to accomplish. And, of course, then the goals are supporting your big goal, the vision, right? And that is so very key. And oftentimes what happens is that either as a leader of our companies, we will write down some things that we need to do, but we have no idea of how it's going to get done. We have no idea of how we're going to take action on it or delegate it. We haven't assembled a power team, so we get stuck. And so what you want to do is that you want to gain clarity in how to properly set your goals. We're going to be having, by the way, some wonderful uh, goal-setting uh, workshops, virtual workshops and different things coming up uh, before the new year. And so stay tuned on the Women About Biz site for that. That's why it's so important for you guys to join that free membership because we send out that information to you, right? But getting back to the goal-setting, You've got to know how to set the task to support your goals so that you can take action. Now, I know there are a lot of business women who are dealing with procrastination. I'm one of the procrastinators. As a matter of fact, I could be the queen of procrastinators, right? But I have learned to set certain triggers for myself to overcome a lot of my procrastination. And what I have learned for me is that a lot of my procrastination comes from overanalyzing things, you know, that that symptom of analysis paralysis. You know, I'm constantly analyzing, does it look good enough to put on the, the website? Does it look good enough to go on Facebook? Does it look good enough? Does it look good enough? You know, and I keep asking myself those questions until the point where I become paralyzed and not do anything, right? And so that's not what I want for me. And so some of the things that I have put in place for myself is, number one, I, I lack the confidence to push things out when I don't do it in a timely manner. So what I want to recommend to you is what I recommend to myself is become the queen of proactivity. Become a proactive person so that you have the time to review and go back over things that you want to get out to your customers or your prospects, which is very, very key, and that will help you to take action. The second thing is you must be clear on what your business goals are, right? If you don't have clarity, and we've talked about that in the five questions of leadership and authority, you know, if you don't have clarity on what your goals are, then you are not going to be able to take action. You will paralyze yourself because you lack focus. You lack the clarity. And so that is why it's so important for you to know by week in where you want to go for the following week. What, what goals am I trying to accomplish? Okay? Very key. The other thing that I think is important for, for taking action is that a lot of women have fear. Fear 
uh, failing, fear of what other people think about them, fear of um, fear of succeeding and having having the responsibility of a successful company, fear for so many things. But the only thing that I know to overcome fear is action. Is is taking the action to do it anyway. And I used to have an analogy that I'll share with you. And so what I want you to I want you to envision is I want you to envision that you are driving your success vehicle, whatever vehicle that might be, whether that's going to be a Mercedes, a, a Bentley, a Maserati, whatever your favorite car is, okay? That's your success vehicle. You're driving your success vehicle over a bridge, and get, you must cross over the bridge in order to reach your destiny of success. However, what you have noticed is that fear has jumped its butt in the back seat, Right? Jumped in the back seat, and 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 now you don't know if you want to drive your success vehicle across the bridge. You're not sure if that's what you want to do. So as a result, a lot of procrastination sets in. You got the success vehicle running. You should be driving across, but you're not because the fear is setting in and fear is in your ear talking. But what if people look at you this way, or what if this happens, or you know, what if it fails? What what if you don't do it? You know, then it'll just be another failure, in, 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 you know, uh, under your belt. You know, fear starts talking to you, and the next thing you know, you have talked yourself out of your success. And so what you've got to do is learn how to take action with fear. And so this is what I suggest you do while you're driving your success vehicle is that you look back in the back seat where fear is, sit, is sitting, and you say, honey, you need to strap on your seatbelt because you're getting ready to go for a little joyride. And you might get swung all over the place, so I advise you to strap your seatbelt on. In other words, honey, take the action anyway. Do it anyway in spite of the fear that's going on with you, in spite, in spite of what you're feeling um, the, you know, feeling scared or feeling anxious or stressed, you know, because the fear is, is kicking in there, do it anyway. And here's what you're going to learn. Once you do it, it is going to free you. You're going to be freed up. And guess what happens? You look behind and you look in the back seat of your success vehicle and you're going to learn that fear has taken its butt and jumped out of the car, Right? It's jumped out of the vehicle, and, and you will realize that you only had fear itself. There was no need to fear, fear at all, no reason to do it. And so that's what's going to get you into moving to the right direction if there is a fear of anything. And there's no use of any of us saying that we don't have fear because we will be lying to ourselves. Fear is a normal human reaction and, and to, to, to many things. And sometimes it can be misplaced fear. In many cases in business, it's misplaced fear. And sometimes fear is a nervous reaction to success, that we know that, that more success is coming because we're getting nervous, we're getting anxious, and we're getting a little fearful of moving forward, but we have to push ourselves forward. And so I want to remind you to take action on your dreams, take action on your goals, take action on the things that you purpose because when you don't, when you don't, you're sinning against yourself. You're, you're, you're taking a gift that God has given you and you're not using it. You're not taking action. And that is so very, very key. I've had a lot of people over the last decade or so to write me about something that's very special to me. I call it unshakable faith, and I have a lot of people who have asked me over the years, well, Trina, how is it that you you seem to take action on a lot of things? You seem to do a lot of different things. How is it that you, you can handle all of that, or how is it that you're doing that? And I always share that it hasn't always been that way, but what I have learned is to develop unshakable faith. What is unshakable faith? Well, unshakable faith is a belief in your 
yourself and a belief in what God has gifted with you so deeply rooted inside of you, the belief is so deeply rooted that it compels you to take swift and immediate action on anything that you vision, on your goals, on your dreams, on everything. It, it compels you. In other words, it won't let you alone. You have to take the action because it's always there in front of you reminding you to take that action. Follow your dreams. Follow your goals. Do what you need to do. And unshakable faith is not always something that just comes, right? It's not something that just comes. Unshakable faith is developed, right? It means that you have to jump the hurdle, get over the fear, take the action anyway, and start doing what you need to do. And then what you're going to learn is that it convicts you of your own belief in your abilities to carry out and take action. So unshakable faith is something that you develop over time, but you first start by being willing to take action. So I want to leave you with this. Take off your shoes of fear, put on your shoes of courage, and step beyond your comfort zone. For therein lies your success. It's time for you to take action, ladies. It's time for you to put up or shut up. It's time for you to start getting yourself focused to becoming the leader that your business needs for you to be. It's time for you to get the rotten bananas out of your life, even if that rotten banana is you. It's time for you to want to grow into a new woman, put on a new skin, a new shell, and become the person that you were always meant to be, right? It's time to get out of your own way if you're the obstacle. And it's time for you to start taking action and being grateful for the ability to take the action. And every morning I say, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord, for the ideas that you give me. Thank you, Lord, for blessing me. Thank you, Lord, for giving me the ability to take action. And thank you for all of the people that you're going to bring in front of me that is going to help me to take more action. Thank you. And so during this month of November, as we celebrate um, Thanksgiving and we celebrate being grateful, and today as we're talking about grateful for taking action, I want you guys to get in your quiet space, and I want you to look at what are you grateful for about your business. What do you need to be grateful for with your business? Because it is indeed a gift. Trust me, it is. Well, that's all I have for the show today. I truly hope you guys loved it. For those of you who are um, listening from Facebook, from our Facebook group, Women About Biz group, make sure uh, that you share the link and invite others to the Women About Biz group. And for those of you that haven't joined yet, please look us up at Women About Biz. On Facebook, um, there is our fan page and the group, so make sure you don't get them confused and make sure that you're in the group as well. Take care, everybody, and I pray for a successful week for you. Bye-bye.